Hello. Yes, it's Thursday, which means it's time for a brand new episode of the Robin's Report podcast. And as you can see, I am joined by another brand new face. Well, if you're listening, then obviously you're not going to see, but you'll hear from him in a second. But first, let's get to it. The Robin's Report. Hello, everybody. Yes, and welcome to the Robins Report. I am, of course, your host, Tom Wade. And joining me this week is probably the biggest chat in town. I don't know how you say it. Is it statistician? Something like that? Anyway, that's what we'll go with. <laughs> yes, of course, it's Mr. Mark Halliwell. Mark, how are you doing, mate? I'm all right, Tom. How are you? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Thanks, mate. It's uh, it's good to, uh, good to be back, isn't it? Football's back and uh, we're all kind of in that mindset at the moment aren't we yeah absolutely no it's good to be back and uh, a decent start to the season for the team as well I think and then everybody's looking forward to Saturday first home game big you know crowds back in in full be interesting to see what sort of uh, what sort of crowd we get on Saturday it'd be a big be, be a really good occasion yeah I think so I think it's uh it's one of them moments that probably is going to live quite long in the history is it it's one of them moments you don't forget in terms of I know we've been here before but it's just one of them it's something special isn't it yeah I think and people have been looking forward to it haven't they and uh, it's it's weird to think that there's some players in that team who've been at the club for a whole season and some supporters will never have actually seen them play you know, live in the flesh you know there are Cheltenham fans out there who who won't have seen Lee, Liam Serkin for instance in a Cheltenham shirt which is strange considering the fact he's been at the club for a for for a whole season. If they didn't go to the Bolton game or the Exeter game last season when there was crowds and they haven't been to any of the pre-season games, they won't have seen him play at all. Which is quite weird to think uh, to think that sort of thing. But uh, that's the that's the way that's the truth of it, really. So again, it'll yeah. be interesting to see see what sort of crowd we get on Saturday. Yeah, definitely, I agree with you there, mate. First off, normally we'll uh, start with a bit of latest news for the fans, Mark. But like I said to you before we come on, I don't think there's really, really much to talk about. And you brought up one uh, fascinating bit of news that we could have spoke about, but got shut down instantly today in Michael Dust press conference. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, Short and I, that answer was. It re- it really was. Uh, you know. I, is, I think it's Paul Furley. Uh, is there going to be any more in before Saturday? Straight up, honest, plain face, Michael Duff? No. And that was just stone dead there, wasn't it, in the water? Because I don't think uh, you could really say much more to that, could you, really? No, no, that's uh, that's it. Straight straight, straight talking is Michael as ever. And uh, ask the question, any silence? No. Okay, <laughs> we move on. <laughs> <laughs> and it really is that. You get used to that with Michael, you know. He, he can be some some answers he can give you that are great, you know, long and you know really good, and then other times it's just nah. <laughs> yeah. so. Uh, but what you always get from Michael, I think, is is a straight answer, and that's uh, that's the way it is. There's absolutely no doubt in anybody's mind left by that uh, by that particular answer. No, definitely not. Um... Maybe you could try again. Ask him that same question next week. I, I don't know. I don't really know how he'll, far he'll to go with that question. He'll be asked that question till about 11 o'clock on uh, August the 31st, I can assure you. Yeah. And uh, it's the way it is. Every every manager, every manager that I've ever spoken to down the years, they you you get to you get to transfer windows and they're almost waiting for the question to come. And by the time you get to sort of towards the end of August, they're absolutely sick and tired of of answering it and they sort of look at you with that sort of resigned face on oh, no, not this again and uh, but that's that's it that's the story that's where the news comes from in 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 these transfer windows that's where that's 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 where the interest lies I'm afraid you get you, you come to a game and if you've if, you know if you've won the game 2 0 it's oh yeah we played really well you're gonna be signing anyone <laughs> <laughs> and that's how that's how it, that's how it tends to go at, at this time of year and and in January because you, you see sort of Michael's face when you get to sort of 
the end of December and he knows that he's got another month of that sort of questioning to uh, to come in. Anybody anybody going to be leaving? Anybody going to be coming? And that's the whole the whole thing that uh, anybody seems to be worried about in that particular month. So uh, we'll see what happens in the next what is it nineteen days between now and the, between now and then uh, as we record this now. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm sure things could probably change again. But one thing actually did change this week. We finally found our, we brought in a striker. Um, this is one thing I we spoke about on the fan show on Monday mm. night. Uh, just want to get some of your thoughts on what you think. Obviously, we've seen him play now, uh, well, slightly, but get some of your thoughts on the sign of Carver South. Yeah, it's, I think that's the sort of, the sort of forward that we've been looking for, isn't it? That sort of player with a bit of experience, played at a higher level, scored scored goals at a higher level, scored goals at this level. And I think that's the sort of forward signing that, that supporters have been have been looking for. I mean, he's a I remember he's he's played against Cheltenham a couple of times. I think he played against us for Blackpool. No, maybe not. Maybe it was Rotherham. He's played for one of those two clubs yeah. anyway, against us and he was a bit of a pain in the backside, if I remember rightly. He's one of those forwards, I think, who, who he's very, very hard working. Not, not. I mean, Alfie May's hard working, but I think they're they're different sort of players. And I think Vassell will. He's not your archetypal number nine who you can use as a target man. I don't think. I don't think he's the sort of player who likes it with his back to goal. I think he's another one, sort of over the top, running the channels. But I think he. I think he will be more of a goal threat than 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 what we've already got. I think I think the finish on Tuesday night showed you that really because that was quite an instinctive finish. Really, he sort of reacted really quickly because I think Callum Wright was trying to sort of an overhead kick there, wasn't he? And it sort of went a bit wrong, and then Vassell just sort of got on the end of it and made something of it, made something yeah. out of out of something that could have been going a bit wrong. I mean, he admitted I heard the interview afterwards and he said uh, oh I should have scored the first one and but I think when he gets up to speed I think you'll find I think he'll be a very useful signing and it's clear that Michael was that that's one that's been going on for a while because I think Michael said something about he was meant to be going to America and that one yeah. went wrong so they, they were able so he probably thought oh well I've missed out there and then he was able to revisit it in some way shape or form to uh to get it over the line, and I think uh, I think he'll become an asset once he's once he's fully up to speed. So it may not be for say three or four weeks before we probably see the best of him. But he's got off to a decent start. I mean, what was that six minutes? I think he was on the pitch for his uh, when he when he scored. And you won't be surprised that I've got a stat about that because uh, I remember Leon Constantine. Uh, made his debut at Huddersfield and he scored inside five minutes. So I don't quite think it's the quickest goal on a debut uh, for, for a player. So uh, I think Leon Constantine might still hold that record for the, with a, with a five-minute uh, goal on his debut. Again, I couldn't tell you on that one, but what I can tell yeah. you is it, it, was, it was for Blackpool because he scored a worldie off the edge of the area. Yeah, um, I thought it was. Great yeah, I thought it was yeah. Blackpool, yeah. And then, yeah, uh, I remember he's a, he's a, he'll be a threat. He'll be a threat at this level. It'll be interesting to see how Michael uses him and who he uses him with. I mean, it'll be interesting to see whether he thinks, whether Vassell and May turn into a good partnership or Vassell and Williams or even Vassell and Lloyd. You never know. He's yeah. got, he's just, he's just added to his options up there. And uh, I mean, I think we all knew that that was where we needed the, uh, needed the addition and, and I still think we need another one up there and uh, I still think there's more to come before between now and the 31st whether we go for the whether we whether we do look for another left wing back on uh, I'm not I'm not quite sure they might because he's already I mean Vince Harper we we were speaking about just before we started wasn't it signed for yeah. Chippenham Town in the uh, National League South so that one's off the table. We knew it was anyway, and just depends whether Michael thinks he can he can use Lewis Freestone there or or whatever. But I'm not convinced by Freestone as a left wing back, so I think we might still need something in that uh, in that area. Personally, that's that's my thought. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's something we do need to look at. But I mean, I mentioned it last week. It's not something I'm really too overly concerned about no. in the sense it's not a matter of urgency. You know, no. I don't think it's. If one thing again, we'll we'll speak about Bristol Rovers in a bit, obviously. But I think for me, that showed that we're not really that far off, no matter where we who we go with. No, no, and I think I think what these two games have showed as well is is the strength of the squad. Mm. I mean, there's not many of them. <laughs> We've only got what twenty. You look at some. You look at some teams who are carrying squads of thirty, and you look at ours. We've got a squad of what. 21 maybe 22 and they can all do a job because you look at that game on you look at the two games and we've got good minutes into a lot of players in the squad and because you look at you look at that back three and it's been raglan toes a boil for a long time yeah but sean long can play in there we've seen now on tuesday we saw that grant horton can play in there we've seen that lewis freestone can play in there so you've got what you've what you've almost what you've got in a lot of positions you've got two players for every position, yeah. and the only one you haven't got two players for is that left wing back position. Uh, so you've got you've got Long and Blair, you've got Raglan Toza Boyle, but you've also got Horton Long Freestone. So you've got that one. You haven't unless you're using Freestone, you've got another one. You've got Taylor Chap, um, Thomas Chapman Circum midfield, and then you've also got other options in there with. Callum Wright, Taylor Perry, so you've got others in there. And then up front, you've got May, Lloyd, Williams, Ebanks, and now Purcell as well. So you've got you've got good strength and depth, I think, all around the team and good options that Michael can make those changes. I mean, he made those changes from the crew game to the Bristol Rovers game, and it didn't weaken the team at all. And, and, that's, and that's what you're looking at. You've also, I missed out the fact that you've also got two more than decent goalkeepers, so yeah, there isn't there isn't a lot to do. And I think if you look at this squad overall, I think it's probably one of the strongest squads that we've had, depth-wise, and for being able to to interchange players without really weakening the team. And uh, and that's what we're going to need. We're going to need all those players as the season goes on. There's going to be injuries. There's going to be suspensions. There's going to be whatever you know. You might get, you know, if somebody comes in with a bid for one of our players, which might happen if not this in this window, but maybe January if they if they start the season well. So I think we've got enough around to do us with a couple more maybe just to do us for the uh, for the first half of the season at least and see how we are in uh, in in late December. Yeah, absolutely. Then you might we mentioned it earlier, didn't we? And then you still got January for yourself in a, in a sense, haven't you? And so I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if we do get another striker. Uh, word mm. is one's close. I don't know if you knew about that. One's close. No, um, I, don't know. I don't know. I think JP wrote an article when Vassal signed and said there's another one that's close. Mm. Or mm-hmm. I only quickly briefly checked over, but that's, I got the gist of that. Um, I think yeah, you got January as well. I think there'll mm. be loans now because I think yeah. you're looking at. Uh, we've only got two at the moment. Two loans. You can have five. So I, I think I think we'll be. I think we're looking at a couple of loans between now and, and the end of uh, and the end of August. I would I wouldn't expect any more permanent signings. I suspect the you know the, the I suspect that the sell deal was probably uh, taking a bit of a chunk out of our budget and. Uh, so I suspect that uh, we, we're probably done. I mean, I'm happy to be proved wrong. It happens all the time. So uh, <laughs> 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 I'm quite, I'm quite happy to uh, for Michael to uh, to pull a couple of more rabbits out of the bag between now and uh, between now and August. And that is again, and as I just said, it is assuming that nobody comes in with bids for our players. I mean, there's there's. I reckon there's bound to be interest in some of our players. We've, we've heard about uh, rumours yeah. about Alfie May and Will Boyle. I think they are the two that if somebody was going to come in net between now and uh, and the end of the window, I think they are the two that uh, that would be uh, that would be wanted. I mean, especially Boyle. I mean, he's in, going into the last year of his contract, and uh, I think 
I'd be very surprised if we could manage to get him to sign another one because he's been he's been excellent in the you know, goal scoring centre halves. Centre halves who've scored twenty odd goals in one hundred and twenty games and are also yeah. left and and are also left footed. There's not many of those around, and it's almost unheard of, especially when they're also six foot three. And I just, I think, I think he, if you're looking around our squad and think, right, where are the saleable assets in our squad? Which I'm afraid you do have to look at yeah. with our club because that is that's the reality of it. I think Boyle is probably our most saleable asset, and if somebody came in with a decent, I mean, I don't, we don't need to sell. But no, no. There are times when, when, when I'm afraid it it it, it does have to happen, and if, if somebody comes in with a big bid for him, I think it's going to be very, very difficult. So let's hope that doesn't happen. I, I think if it, I think if it was going to happen, I think it already would have done. Yeah, personally. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I, I was going to ask already, you actually about that. It would have already happened. I think if somebody, I mean, what was it? Who was Sheffield Wednesday? Was one that was being. Yeah, it's about, around, wasn't yeah. it? And I think Charlton yeah. were another one who were being whispered about at one time. But I think if somebody was going to come in with a bid for him, I think they would have already done it. I don't think I don't I, I can't see anybody thinking now, oh crikey, we need a six foot three inch left sided centre half who scores goals and talks with a Yorkshire accent. So I think they're gonna uh, I think if it does happen, I think it might be January. And I think January is going to be even harder for us because if it does come in January, I think it's going to be even harder because he's going into the last year of his contract and they'll have three or four months left on his contract, by which point he'll be he'll go he'll go probably somewhere for nothing. I it's mean, a big decision, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So if somebody came in, in January with a bid, I think it would be very, very difficult for us to say no, to be honest, mm. for that very reason. Because my my assumption would be that he wouldn't sign another contract with us. That would be my assumption. Very similar to Broom, really. Similar to when Ryan Broom left, because he wasn't yeah. going to sign another contract with us. So we took the money and uh, made sure that we got something in return. And uh, however much it was, whether it was what supporters think he was worth. But uh, yeah, and so I think that's one to be keeping an eye on in the next uh, in the next few months. To be honest, because that that is going to be that is going to be quite difficult. I think if somebody comes in in January and thinks, hmm. especially if he has a good half of the season, mm. yeah. yeah. If, if we're looking at if we're looking at Will Boyle by January with four or five five or six goals in in League One, which is possible the way the way he goes, then. It's only going to uh, going to increase people's people's thoughts, but uh, let's not think about that because he's our player at the moment, <laughs> and uh, he's absolutely class. <laughs> and he's been he has he has been outstanding, and he is, I think he is the archetypal uh, example of how well coached our mm. team is. Yeah, I mean, you look at that. I mean that 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 first goal on. On Tuesday night, showed how well coached our team is because they had the confidence to play that 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 move from well, it was from Horton almost in the right back position, six or seven passes, ten or twelve seconds later, and it's in the net at the other end. And that shows, I think, that just shows how well everybody knows their jobs, everybody knows their roles, everybody can slot in, and the improvement in Boyle in the last. Well, let's say the last year. I don't know. I mean, maybe more. But uh, because I remember the time when, you know, I'd look on Twitter after games and it'd be all boil, boil this, boil that, boil the other. Yeah, he's given goals away. Everybody remember the Grimsby game last season. He made a couple of mistakes. He made a mistake for a goal there. But uh, they become rarer and rarer. And he, he is the example, I think, the fact that he's Michael Duff, he learns from Michael Duff. He's learned so much. I think Charlie Ragland's another one. And yeah, I think those two have just come on so much in recent months, and that is down to the coaching that they get, and uh, and that's and that's that's what clubs like ours have to do. We have to buy players, and we have to improve them. 
And Boyle's yeah. undoubtedly improved in the time that he's been with this club. I think when we signed him, I think if you turn around and say, oh, we could get 250 grand for him in a couple of years' time, I think people are like, mm, what's wrong about that, mate? <laughs> and then, so, I don't know. I mean, I, I always, I think Charlie Radcliffe is one of the most underrated players we've got. Yeah, I, I do. He's, he's one of those players who, who, uh, I just think he's very underrated and, and, uh, He's another one, I think, who who has improved under Michael Duff's coaching, and also being at a club where he's getting regular football, which he wasn't he wasn't in the past. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I just think we've got we've got a decent squad. We've got with a couple more additions, and I don't see any reason why we can't better that seventeenth place that we made. You know, back in 2008. I just think we can. I don't see any reason why we can't do that. Yeah, it's going to be a struggle. Yeah, we're probably going to cop a few defeats along the way. Some of them might be a bit heavy, but you're up against teams who are are paying five, six, seven, eight times what we're paying. So yeah, exactly. On paper, paper they should beat us, and they and a lot of them probably will, and by by quite a few. Mm. But. I think, I think uh, we got the potential to give a few out as well, actually, and shock mm-hmm. a few. I did say mm-hmm. that before on the season preview. I thought we can we can shock a few teams mm-hmm. this year. I was thinking about it earlier. I was thinking about it earlier. about But you took Ipswich on Tuesday night, for example. I know we'll talk mm-hmm. about it later. But mm-hmm. I was thinking, oh, writing down notes, former Premier League team, blah, blah, blah. Spent a lot of money, brought a lot of players in. And I thought, actually, when I ripped the paper out, I thought, it doesn't mean a thing. It doesn't mean anything. And I think Will yeah. Will mentioned that on the podcast. When he came it on. doesn't mean anything. And, it and doesn't matter. This is, this is a big thing that happens, you know. When I think when we played Bradford and when we played Bolton, mm. it was all they used to be in the Premier League. Well, they were in the Premier League ten years ago. Yeah, ten years ago. <laughs> For a reason. Ten years ago, not now. Yeah. They're not in the no, Premier League it. now. They were in the Premier League ten years ago. And yeah. the fact that they were in the Premier League ten years ago and trying to compete is probably why they're now in League Two. But. <laughs> You play the team in front of you. You don't play the name of the team. You're playing the team that's in front of you. Ipswich Town are in League One for a reason. We're in League One for a reason. We're in the same division. Wigan Athletic, they're in League One. They're in the Premier League. Hull City, they're in League One. They're in the Premier League. Charlton Athletic, you can read them them all off, but they're all in the same division. We're all on a a level, level playing field, 11 against 11 on a Saturday afternoon or Tuesday night. Okay, it may not be level in the financial sense, but, you know, we, we deserve to be in that division and for different reasons, they deserve to be in that division as well. So again, nothing to be, nothing to be afraid of in my view. It's almost, I think somebody described this season as, as 46 free hits and that's almost what it is. That's almost what it is. And we've proved, we've more than proved that we can compete against teams in, in that level. I mean, Bristol Rovers went down last year and I wasn't at the game, but looking at the stats and everything and listened to it, I listened to a bit of it on the, uh, we played Moth Park. Yeah. So, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we absolutely played Moth Park. You look at the stats and I thought, blimey, look at those, you look at the shot stats and the corner stats and the position and you think, we played Moth Park. Scored two, could have scored four or five. So, yeah. again, that's shown that we are we are that level above. We have reached that level above. They're a team who went down, expected to be in the running for promotion from, from that league, mm. one of the favourites to go to come back up again. And we played well. So why why can't we compete? Why can't we compete at that at this at this higher level? I mean the crew game, decent solid result, one one draw, that'll do. We'll take that for starters. Possibly that we should have, uh, again, I wasn't there, unfortunately, but I saw things from supporters who were saying they felt we could have won the game and fine, yeah, okay. But if you can't win it, don't lose it. Make sure you get something out of it and you've uh, yeah. you've got something out of it. And uh, I mean, two absolutely shocking goals, let's be fair. <laughs> the one that we gave away and the one that we scored, I mean, blimey. Yeah, it was terrible. I spoke to a crew fan after the game and he said, mm. oh, great, good luck for the rest of the season. And I was kind of like, well, to be fair, mate, 
if we get given goals like that every week, I can't wait. I think it's brilliant. I mean, you mentioned you weren't there. I wasn't there. Yeah. But talking a little bit about crew, overall, mm. what a performance, really. Uh, people say, oh, it was only a draw. But I thought we were brilliant. I watched it back on iPhone, obviously. I thought we were brilliant. And I thought we did deserve. And I think Alfie, as well as made up for Alf on Tuesday, that you got his goal. Because yeah. I thought we did to score, yeah. deserve to score against crew. That, that chance, yeah. You look at that chance, you think, mm, just it's one of those where you think, yeah. I think he'll be disappointed that he didn't score it, which which probably tells you tells you all you need to know, really. But yeah. I think from for, for a first game at that level to have come away with a point away from home against a team like that, I mean they're a decent side. I mean they've lost Charlie Kirk today. He's gone to yeah Charlton, hasn't he, for for quite a bit of money? But he didn't play anyway because I think they were expecting that one to. Uh, to well, he was due to leave, wasn't he? I think they're a team who, you know, they'll be around mid-table, you'd think, crew, I think. And he's done a good job there, Dave Artell. He's, uh, he's done a really a really decent job. And I think they'll be, I think they'll be mid-table. So to have gone there and got a, got a point isn't a bad, isn't a bad result for a first, for a first game of the season. And uh, it just gets us up and running because you sit there and you, you don't want to be sat there after seven or eight games with like no points, thinking, mm, what's going on here? You just want to start accumulating points gradually, and you've got that point on the board already, and you think to yourself, okay, we can uh, something to build on there. And uh, you know, just I think it would just just have given people that little bit more confidence in the in us to to have taken that point. Yeah, and I, and I think that's where Michael Duff was quite clever in a sense. I was like. Why did you only make one change, Lloyd for Lloyd for May? And I was thinking, why? And then you watch the game, and it was kind of like he, and JP hit the nail on the head last week. He didn't need to. He didn't need to make any changes. And I'm quite happy at the fact of, and while I'm saying it's clever, yeah, we probably could have won that game. And if we'd have put on right Perry, who knows? We could have. But I think it was at that point, look, at the end of the day, point to point, we'll take that. Yeah. Better than yeah. going for it and losing, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah. I think I think uh, I think Michael might have said this, but I think later in the season, if it was later in the season, I think he might have thought, "Yeah, we'll stick a couple. Come on, let's see if we can go and win it." But mm. I think, okay, it's first day of the season. I think he was just maybe a little bit more conservative, and we thought we'll just take that. We'll take what we've got. We won't push it because you never know if you if we pushed it, we could have lost it. So yeah. it could have happened at the other end, and then you would have been coming away with a two-one. You thought mm. you've been kicking yourself, wouldn't you? Really? So you, you've got to play. You've got to play the percentages sometimes, and I think Michael might have just stood on the side of caution a bit and just thought, "We'll take the point. We'll we'll move on. We'll move on from there." And then uh, it allowed him the fact that he only made the one change. Probably then thought, "Okay, we can rotate a little bit for." The Tuesday night and, uh, and and rest a few people up for Saturday, but I wouldn't like to be picking the team for Saturday. I have to say, <laughs> no, and that's, that's no, I wouldn't. That's, and that's really yeah, that's it. That's you all want we want, to, isn't it? You want yeah. them to think right. You don't want players coming in on a on a Thursday morning or a Friday morning thinking, "Well, I'm in the team for Saturday." Yeah, yeah. You don't want that. No, you you don't want that. You want sixteen or seventeen players. Coming in, eighteen players, whatever. Coming in for training on a on a Thursday and a Friday, thinking, "Crikey, I, I need I need to put it in today, or mm. or I might be getting splinters on Saturday." So you, you want you want those, you want that that, and that's what Michael's got. He's got that that tight knit group competition. They're all you know they all get along, but they all want to be in that team, and they all want they all want the shirt that somebody else has got at the moment, and long may continue because that's 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 what you want and that's got us to where we are now definitely i mean perfect examples toes isn't it i think everybody expected him to play all right he had 45 minutes towards yeah. the end of pre-season didn't he and I, I thought wow he'll just rest him at bristol rovers on tuesday night obviously mm -hmm. didn't and he he was on the bench and i was kind of shocked about that i thought oh wow and then you mentioned after the game of how wow toes took it and that's the type of player you want that knows He's captain, 
but he is still fighting for his shirt in the sense of we've got that depth there, haven't we? It's not an automatic walk-in, even though you are the captain, even though what he brings to this team is probably irreplaceable in a sense. Hmm. Nobody is nobody's sure of their place. Nobody, mm. you, uh, the number of times you've sat, I've sat at a game on a Saturday afternoon waiting for the teams to come out. You thought, well, you know what the team is, it's going to be this. Mm. And sure enough, yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> and then you think, oh, well, you're right. And then you sit there and think, but I'm going to rock up at Warden on Saturday and I'm going to think, right, what's the team going to be? And I'm like, I don't know. No idea. <laughs> Well, Evans might be in goal, but apart from that, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> well, I see it left back, yeah, yeah. So you you don't, yeah, <laughs> but and that and that again is what we were saying earlier. That's why I think you need that second one because you know, and and Michael said Huss needs competition. Huss needs he needs he needs somebody to push him. I mean, quality that he is, and and you know. One of the best, one of the best, if not the best, in the lower, in the lower two divisions, in in that position. But he needs competition. He needs to be pushed. He needs yeah. to be like Tozer, like Tozer is now, saying, "Am I going to get my place back?" You know, Charlie Raglan needs. You know, Am I going to get in, or is Sean Long going to going to going to take my place? A bit like up the midfield as well, isn't it? Like we said up front, who's it going to be? Two, two out of four up front. Who's going? To, who, who are the two who are going to get it? So you're going to have players coming in to training Thursday, Friday this week, thinking, right, I need to put it in, or else I'm the one who's going to be uh, going to be sat on the bench, and him over there is going to have going to have my shirt. And I don't, I don't want that. So, and 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 that's the competition that we've got, and that's and that's what that's what's going to that's going to play a big part in, in where we go because you're going to have players going out there on a Saturday thinking, right, I've got to perform today or else I'm going to be, I'm going to be out for the, for the next game. So, especially if there's more still to come in. And uh, the other thing, the other thing that's really encouraging to me is our young players and how they are coming on. And again, I said it before, I said it earlier, good coaching. Yeah. Players like Grant Horton, players like like Freestone. He's only a, a young boy, and then we've seen a few in the uh, in the pre-seasons. Felix Miles, Will Armitage. I like the young centre half. He's only sixteen years old. We we might finally be bringing on some some decent prospects, and it's been we have in the past, and some of them maybe not have not have been given the chances that they should have been given. But I think under the current uh, management, I think they're, they're being looked after superbly because a lot of them are going out on loan and getting getting experience in men's football, getting kicked up kicked up in the air on a Saturday afternoon, you know, learning all about that trade and being being toughened up a bit. And I think in the past we've we've I have to say I feel in the past that we've let some of our young players down. Uh, by the fact that we've just allowed them to stagnate a bit. They've come into the club yeah. and given them pro contracts and then they've just been sat around on the bench or in the stand and not been sent out for football like like we're doing now. And uh, I think I think we are now getting it right on the, on that front. And I think hopefully in, in years to come, it's going to bear fruit. A club like ours has to have an academy which is producing... Yeah players and uh, we have produced it's part of our roots as well though Mark isn't it mm. yeah, we, we, yeah exactly and we've produced we have produced some good players but then I think when they've got to senior level when they've got to pro level a lot of them have been let down by managers who A haven't wanted to play them and give them an opportunity and B if they're not giving them an opportunity get them out for, 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 for regular football and a lot of the time that hasn't happened and uh, that's why I'm quite glad to see people like Miles and Armitage going out on loan. I think they're going to play for Evesham and uh, that's 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 good, get them some football and uh, see where we go and hopefully we, we'll, we will reap the benefits of it in, uh, in, time, in times to come because I mean, 
Tuesday night, Luke Thomas played against us. Yeah, he made us some money, but he never actually <laughs> really played for us. He played a couple of games, I think, in the FA Trophy, and that was about it. And, and in yeah. the Youth Cup, he played a few youth games, and, uh, and then we never saw him. So, uh, but, uh, well, he, he helped us a bit with the money that we got for him, but uh, you know, that's the sort of thing. Game. That's the sort of the sort of thing, but we want to try and develop them into players for us. And there's a few, I think, down the years who could have succeeded at first team level if they'd have been looked after better when they were when they were pros and not not sort of sidelined off. No, I think that's and a root of way like I said earlier. It's a bugbear of mine. I'm sorry, that's that is a real big bugbear of Bugbear. It is. It, I I totally agree with you in a certain extent, and certainly with some managers that we have had at this club that have just allowed that to happen. Um, mm. You know, it's just I mean, that's why I think we're so thankful we got Duffo. I mean, some of them, I accept. Some of them may not. It may be simply that they weren't good enough. Mm. And, and and with some of them, yeah, fine. But in my opinion, some of them were good enough, and some of them were then let down. I'll give one name here who I think could have played a lot of games for us, but was treated poorly, and that's Joe Hanks. Yeah. My personal feeling is that Joe Hanks could have been a very good football league midfield player. And there's and we we bought in when Mark Yates was manager we bought in a number of these low knees who in my view, were no better than Joe. And then Joe should have been playing. He should have got game time. He should have been playing. And he was overlooked in favour of those. Went off. And now he's what? He's PC Joe Hanks in Stroud. <laughs> and playing in central midfield alongside Vinnie Harper for Chippenham Town. So, yeah. but I feel Joe Hanks could have played in, in, in the football league and could have played a good number of games. In the football league, he's the one for me who was let down the most, and I don't want to see that happen for other youth players. And uh, I think now the system that we've got with Pete Haynes and, and Antoine Thompson running the academy, and Michael taking an interest in those young players and being prepared to use them, it'd be interesting to see what happens when the EFL trophy comes around. And what sort of teams we put out in that competition? I think, and hopefully that some of them might get a might get a bit of game time go, in yeah. that. And uh, I hope that in years to come, we we're going to see a few homegrown players in our in our first team. Yeah, definitely, I agree with you, mate. And we mentioned one earlier, and we've got to talk a little bit now. I think about the the Rovers game midweek. Um, seven changes to the team again that complements what we were saying about rotation, depth, strength. You give a couple of night off, couple a night off, but also brought in a young man who I want to just give a massive well done to, uh, Grant Horton. I mean, what a performance! Heavy, he was involved in the goal, wasn't he? Great pass mm -hmm. from Cameron to set up Alf. Um, superb performance, and it goes back to again what you were saying there about giving these guys opportunities. I think that was his first start outside of a pizza cup game. Yeah. It was. And I don't yeah. think he looked at all out of place. No, I mean, he, he's had a couple of league. He came on at Mansfield before a couple of seasons ago. Uh, the game that John T. Smith scored, the 3-0 win up there. Uh, played, played for a minute, came on a sub right at the end. And then he came on, of course, at Cambridge. Uh, last oh, season, did, in, the, yeah. in the game, in the game that we won one 0 he came on in that game, and uh, I saw, and he played at Newport in the in the Pizza Cup last season. He plays a right wing back, and he was outstanding. And then he played again against Norwich in the game at home. And um, now I'm I'm a big fan of his. He's he's not the tallest, but then I think if you're playing in that back three, it's not crucial that. They're all massive. I mean, he could probably do with being a couple of inches taller. If you, if you stick him on a rack or something, you just stretch him out a couple of inches. I think he'll be fine. And Sean Long manages to play in, in that in that position. And yeah. 
uh, in that sort of right-sided centre-half position without without being the tallest. And Do you think that's complemented by Toes and, and Boyle, though? Yeah. I think it is. Because they're going to win, they're going to win most of the aerial stuff, mm. aren't they? And yeah. uh, I think you know, so. They're they're going to sort of take command of that, and I think playing alongside players like that as well, you know, you know they're going to talk him through it. And uh, now I think he's he's definitely one. I mean, giving him a two year contract, haven't we? So I think he's definitely one that they like the look of. Michael said he sees him as a right sided centre half, so that's where that's where he's going to try and. Uh, and use him, and uh, no, I, I think he's definitely one, definitely one for to uh, to work with and persevere with. I mean, he's from he's up in, he's from up in Worcester, so he's he's not uh, he's he's a local localish uh, player. But yeah, great to see these these young lads coming in and uh, and and not being phased by it at all, not being scared by it at all, and. Uh, uh, he'll have done himself. He'll have done himself the absolute world of good with with yeah. that performance and uh, and coming in and playing like that. And Michael, I think, will will be thinking oh, actually if we have a couple of problems in in defence, I'm not worried. Yeah. No. yeah, yeah. He won't be afraid. He won't be afraid to chuck him in. I think there no. were a couple of times, a couple of times last season when he when he, I think when we had a couple of injuries and so on, that he was quite close to being. To being put into the side, but then I think the the injuries uh, weren't as bad as as as, as thought. But um, no, he's I think he's definitely one who's who's got a decent future going forward. Yeah, yeah, talky young guys with bright futures. Crikey, Taylor Perry. I mean, forty five minutes in- first half, he was flipping brilliant on Tuesday night. I'm looking forward to seeing him on Saturday. I have to say, I've I've read all the uh, I mean, waxing lyrical about him and uh, and how well he played. So I'm really if if you were to say to me which player are you looking forward to seeing on Saturday, I'm looking forward to seeing him if he gets a if he gets a run out. And uh, I mean to I mean Michael said, didn't he? He said that he he was the player he wanted in January, and he yeah. ended up with ended up with Callum Wright instead. So if you look at the list, Taylor Perry was probably number one on Michael's list, and and uh, Callum Wright was number two. So uh, yeah, so, great options. You know, great options. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking forward to seeing him, and uh, hopefully he'll. Because uh, we were looking. I must admit, I was uh, James Young and I. We we. We we study these things and we look at we look around and we had a list before the start of the season of possible players we might look at and uh, for for an attacking midfielder place and Taylor Perry of Wolves was on our was on our little list so uh, yeah let's, let's mean, see how we... so you 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 were the one that slipped it into Duffo's office you <laughs> on the table just for some reason says oh signed Mark <laughs> you're welcome not taking Mark, not taking well. any. No, absolutely no. Not taking any credit. Oh, blimey, no, I wouldn't. Uh, no, I, I, I think I'd trust. I think I'd trust Michael Wade Elliott, Russ Milton, Mickey Moore, and Co. Far above my uh, my judgment of any of any footballer. But uh, uh, he and then there's just, James Young. Let's think, be honest. I think basically James and I. Basically James and I just thought right attacking midfielders at Premier League clubs. Who who is there? And yeah. Oh, Taylor Berry, blah, 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 Wolves, him. Especially the near ones, you know. You said, "Well, look at Villa, yeah. West Brom, Wolves, uh, and then go down a level. Look at the look at Bristol City, and then you think, okay, maybe That's over into Wales, move Cardiff and Swansea got, and, and that sort of thing." And you think, okay, but yeah. He's so we'll there. see. We'll see. I, I'm I'm excited to see to see him and see what he can uh, see what he can bring to us. But he's a very uh, he he looks. I'm uh, looking at the YouTube. Uh, Highlights reel of his and things like that. He looks a he looks an exciting player who can definitely uh, definitely bring us that that maybe that little spark that we might need sometimes in games. Yeah, off the bench if if he needs to be. You know, I think at the moment it's between you can guarantee two things in that midfield: Liam Turkham starting, Connor Thomas is starting, and then you got three, four guys fighting for that other shirt. 
Mm-hmm. I think at the moment, it's for me, it's Callum Wright. I can't wait to see that guy in the flesh. It, I obviously we went there last year. I can't wait to see him. Mm. Absolutely class. Love him the bits. Yeah. You've got yeah. Perry behind him. Then you've got Chapman. You know that that is some sort of battle. Yeah, it is. And and Ellis Chapman's another one, isn't he? Goes under the radar a bit. He's since he's come in, you know, he's had a few injuries, hasn't he? And you think to yourself. Well, I mean, when he came in, it, it was a bit of a struggle for him early on to get in the team, and he he, he sort of came in and out a couple of times, and he thought, hmm. and then I think it's it's the old it's the old story: get a preseason into them, get them. You know, he's fully settled into the club. He's got he's had he's had that sort of time from January to sort of get used to everybody and so on and so forth, and. and uh, in the preceding games, I saw I thought he was outstanding in a couple of those, and you thought, yeah, okay, you, you're you know you're up to speed now, and we're going to see the real player there that Michael thought was 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 possible. So, and he's only what 19, 20, 21, something like that. I mean, he's yeah, the oldest yeah, looking yeah. twenty twenty one year old I've ever seen. He looks about twenty eight, but <laughs> you look at him. You think, how are you? How are you twenty? I want to see your birthday. But uh, yeah. no, you. I think he's another one who, who he's another potential asset. If he comes into our side and starts performing well, you're going to have teams. You're going to have people looking at looking at him and thinking. Mm. But from what I've seen already of him in pre season, he looks like he's he's come back. He's got himself fit. He's really. And he's really chomping at the bit to to, to get into the team and, and make an impression, and and it and it really does add to what we've got in that midfield. And of course, we've got Elliot Bonds as well. Yeah. <laughs> he's another one who uh, Bonds, yeah. who, who's uh, you know still still getting up to speed after that awful injury he had uh, playing for us uh, against Scunthorpe last season. But uh, he's another one who's who's adding into that um adding into that midfield competition so you've got as you say Thomas and Circum you've got Wright you've got Perry you've got Chapman and you've got Bonds so you've got for those three places in the field you've got six players you've got two for each position so you could you could possibly play Thomas Chapman Circum in one game you mm. think mm, actually no I'm going to play Bonds Wright and Perry yeah, it is, it's, and, and to be and you're fair, not, and you're not, it's and yeah. you're not going to weaken. You're not going to weaken that midfield. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I was going to say. It's not going to change much, is it? Let's be honest. They're all in their own right. Yes, they will bring something different. You know, experience, Liam Circum, youth, Callum Wright, and you know that sort of thing. But in terms of strength in the in the team, again, to go back to it, you said it earlier. It's just it's there, isn't it? It's clear to see. Yeah. It really is. So obviously, um, Town now beat Rovers, absolutely battered them. Gillingham in the cup, I won't be going. Sadly, I mean, out of everything, we get bloody Gillingham, and you know, no offence to Gills in the blood. Oh. I know I spoke to you the other day, but it's uh, a six-hour drive on a Tuesday for a league game in November is going to be bad enough. I, I couldn't do it twice in one season, to be honest. It's the absolute booby prize of a draw. It is I mean, <laughs> nothing against nothing against Gillingham, nothing against them at all. You know, I actually I know a Gillingham fan, and I'm sure he's delighted with the with the draw. But it's horrible. It's the worst. I think it's funny. I was having a joke on Twitter with some people, and one of them put. And one of them actually put, oh, I'd even settle for Gillingham away. And, and my reply to that was, no, I, I draw the line at Gillingham away. <laughs> and, uh, and I was actually, I was actually, I went to Alton Towers yesterday with, with the family, with my kids. And uh, we were driving home and uh, my son said, oh, dad, I've, I've got the draw. And I said, oh, who have we got? And he said, Gillingham away. I said, you are having a laugh. I said, are you being serious with me? He went, yeah, dad. And I was actually driving and he actually just, Put the phone in there. Oh, no. <laughs> so, look, uh, okay, yeah, got it. Fine. Got no. Eyes are burning. <laughs> I just thought, no, we can't have Jilly away. It's just horrendous. And yeah, I think, it's, no, it's I mean, not great. I'm not, 
No, I'm sorry, I'm not doing Jimmy Wall on a Tuesday. <laughs> Been there, done that, got the T-shirt. There was, there was one, yeah. I think, one game, Gillingham away, uh, and I, I think I got, I think I got to bed at five o'clock, five o'clock in the morning. And I, was, really? I, 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 I no. this. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think that one, uh, I think it's somebody else might, somebody else might get the. Uh, I think we know who they're going to say. You know, you think to yourself, yeah, you're, you're on such a high after win on Tuesday. I thought, oh, yeah, it's the draw, it's the draw, it's the draw. Jimmy on the way. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and everybody, and, you know, on Twitter, it was like, it was like the, 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 the metaphorical effect of popping a massive great balloon. You're sort of like, yes, we've been with one. Who are we going to get the draw? Pop. Jimmy on the way. <laughs> and I think that's just how everybody yeah. felt. And you think, oh, no, what do you think of that? No. Anyway, I know. But, well, let's go. Let's let's go and win it. Mr. Evans and Mr. Rayner, their lovely managerial duo. I'm sure we'll uh, <laughs> we'll be winding the referee up and in his ear and in the fourth official's ear from minute naught to minute hundred. So, yeah. uh, but no, if we go there and win, then then we can get the big club in round three, which we've. We've never been in round three, have we? So uh, no, nice I'm sure that'll be that'll be Michael Duff's next one because he is all about you know beating records, isn't it? Exactly. We've never got to so, round three in the League Cup, so there you go. He can come along and say, "There we go, boys. We've uh, we've done that one, and then uh, see who we get." But uh, I, think, I think that's probably my inspiration for that game to pay attention. Yeah, to it. I think that's probably you know? it. Yeah. yeah, let's go there and win and. Again, it sets another marker down, isn't it? If we go to a club, another, you know, Gillingham are a pretty established League One mm. club. So I think if you can go to Gillingham and get a result and, and get through, then again, that, that, that sets another marker down to uh, to the division. You know, they look around and say, oh, we've gone to Gillingham. Mm. Mm. Oh, look, they, 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 changed, they made four changes from the Saturday. Okay. If, you, know, you never know how many changes we'll make, but anyway... You, yeah. yeah, it's it's one of those, isn't it? It's it's, it's yeah. an opportunity. Yeah. And if there's any Cheltenham team, obviously all the teams we've sent there in the past, we've mm. better cut the decent teams. I've never really enjoyed it. This mm. one is the one that can go there and just go bang. Yeah. There's the result. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, there's no reason why not. No reason why yeah. not. I mean, if any you know anybody who goes who does that trip on a Tuesday night, I hold my hand up. Round of applause, fully deserved. Good luck to you. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I should nice. be, I should be in that lounge there. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to sorry. somebody else sorry, travel that's... along. <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry to reveal that one, but there we go. <laughs> right. Obviously, I don't think we can uh, go any further without talking about Saturday. I no. I've said it all week. I'm I'm so looking forward to it. It's it's going to mm. be absolutely incredible. Mm. Of course, Wickham, Wickham at home Saturday. Fans back fully, properly for the first time in, well, since Exeter. When it, I can't even remember when that was. It seems like a lifetime ago. It was Exeter, ago. yeah, and uh, and then there was something for the Bolton. Uh, Bolton, match yeah, a thousand weren't there for the Bolton uh, game the following, uh, the one 0 home defeat. The Exeter won the five three, yeah. The... What a game! What a game to come back to. <laughs> what a cracker! What an absolute cracker! And games it's against really Wickham never, Games against Wickham aren't normally dull. I mean, I've, well, I've seen I've seen two three threes up at Adams Park in in recent seasons, and they they've never been dull dull encounters. And yeah. uh, but but no, make no make, make no bones about it. This is a this is a decent team. Wickham yes, I was going to say that to you. Yeah. I mean, I was doing a bit of homework. I don't know every single league club. I can't. It's impossible. So I was just doing my homework, as you do. And uh, it's pretty similar. The situation with Wickham and their manager is similar to ours, isn't it? Gareth Ainsworth, he's been there. I think he's his 10th year at the club. 114 appearances for that club. And I've got it here. He's been manager since he went there 2012. I think he, he took it on. That's incredible, isn't it? And look at the stability. They went up to lead the championship. All right, one season. Achieved that. That's almost like us achieving the championship in League Two. Is, so it's very similar in sort of this is who we are now. That's who we almost want to be like. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. And they've they've done it as well by by not spending huge amounts of money because well not not to start with anyway because they 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 were a fan owned club they uh, and and it's only recently that they've had this investment from from Peter Kuhig, the American guy and and that and that and I know a lot of their supporters they they had to vote they had a vote didn't they to take I think he owns seventy five percent of the club now this uh, this American uh, family the Kuhig family they nearly took over they nearly took over Yeovil and that and that one went uh, that takeover went wrong so they 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 moved on and, and they've taken on Wickham and uh, and and I think that's helped them to go to that next level because for a lot of the time Wickham. No, I don't think they had an academy at all, and I think they just had a squad of like eighteen players, and and Gareth Ainsworth was was running it. It was run really on 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 a bit of a shoestring, and they managed to succeed, and they managed to to get to where they are. And I think he's I think he's done a superb job, absolutely unbelievable yeah. to get that club where he uh, where he where he's got them to. For I think for them to get into the championship is bigger than. Than some of the other club, smaller club. I think it's more of an achievement to get them in than than it was to say get a Burton in or a Yeovil in, as has happened in previous years. I just think it was incredible to get Wickham into the championship, and uh, I think they'll be up there again this year. I mean, they signed in Sam Vokes, for instance, this summer yeah. is a real a real statement to have got him to have come from from Stoke down to Wickham. I'm sure that's not. I think that's probably an example to say that they've probably got a bit, a bit bigger a budget than than they've had in the past. Because I, I doubt if he's coming for for peanuts, to be honest. And and they've got they've got good players. They've got Josh Goen back, who's playing in midfield, come back from from Sunderland. And I just think they've got they've got good players, and they're going to be a big test for us. And uh, again, it's another. Another marker of, of, of where we are. These two home games, really. You look at Wickham and Ipswich, and you think, right, they're probably teams who will be well. Ipswich will be disappointed if they're not in the top two. Well, and they're second favourite Ipswich. Yeah, and I think Wickham will be disappointed if they're not in the top. If not in the playoffs, then in the top eight or ten. So really? I think you're looking at teams here who are going to want to be. At that top, at that top, and they got uh, and they got a perfect start. They they got a perfect yeah. start. Beat a very good, very good Accrington team. Um, yeah, Accrington, two, yeah, two on the weekend, mm-hmm. and then played at Exeter, didn't they? In the in the Carabao Cup, nil nil. Ended up with nine men having made all their substitutions. Yeah. Had a couple of injuries, so of course, don't know how that's going to affect uh, what they can do on Saturday. They managed to come through on penalties. And that again shows that sort of fighting spirit that they've got, which is the same as yeah. what we've got. So I think from that point of view, like you said earlier, I think you're right in what you say that Duff and Ainsworth are probably quite similar in that, in the way that they've instilled that sort of us against the world spirit in their in their teams. And uh, be, it'll be fascinating to see how it how it goes on Saturday and. Uh, like I said, I said right at the start, I really do hope we get a decent crowd on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, if we can, if we can get an attendance on Saturday that starts with a number four, I think that would chuffed be. I'd be chuffed to bits with that. Mm. I really yeah. would. I think if 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 I look up with about twenty minutes to go and see the attendance on the board and it starts with four, I'll be absolutely chuffed with that. I think yeah, that, that's uh, that's, that's about don't know how many Wickham will bring, of course. You know, I don't know what they're sort of. It's not that far, is it? So you would have thought they would they would bring a quite a decent away following. You yeah. Know, you know, maybe I don't know. Pluck a figure out the air, seven seven hundred something yeah. like that. Because the thing is, it's the same again, isn't it? It's their first away game. You know, I mean, you yeah. know, it's first away game, yeah. really. So they're going to flock yeah. that. I think they'll probably, if they haven't already, I'll, I'll check. Like, they could sell that out, that allocation. Mm. Mm. So, again, you know, I just think this team deserves, our team deserves the backing. Our team deserves that backing. And you think to yourself, yeah, come on, let's 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 get behind this team. Let's, let's get yeah. 
to get a decent crowd in and let's uh, let's give them the, the sort of support and the backing that they that they really deserve for what they've done over the past season and uh, and and you know because Michael said it Michael's he's been quite quite open about it we, we they're going to need the fans that team are going to need the supporters to get right behind them and to, to make some noise and to really to really be that archetypal cliche 12th man that everybody goes on about we're gonna yeah. we're gonna need it because you know, this is a real challenge that we're going to be up against in 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 these games this year and uh, so yeah but and I don't know about you mate that's I what I was thinking as well that, that the team that the team that the, that the team are up for the challenge yeah and I, I was just gonna say there I think in terms of this season our form at home and our results at home are going to be worth a lot. Oh, there's yeah. an opportunity That's there, it. isn't there? Make it a That's fortress. Make it yeah. a fortress. Let's make sure we do what we need to do at home. Get a result want, like we did against Crew away, and we're laughing. We want to. We want that. We want that ground to be a horrible place to come to. Mm-hmm. It needs to be a horrible yeah. place to come to. It needs to be a place where uh, teams don't want to come and play. We can't we yeah. can't roll out the red carpet and say you know you know there you go other points we can't we can't do that it needs to be it yeah. needs to be a horrible place to come and play and supporters have got a massive part to play in making it like that and uh, I'm sure those boys in block one will be uh, will be leading the way like they always do so fantastically well yeah I agree I think they're going to be huge this season as well big uh, big shout out to the eighteen eighty seven Red Army. So one final little quiz thing, because I know you love your stats. So oh, you mentioned about Wick, you mentioned Wickham earlier. Um, yeah. Do you remember when our last meeting was with Wickham at home? It was at home, it was home game. Yeah, we lost. We lost 2-0. We did. We lost 2-0. I can't remember who scored that. I think Paris Carroll Hall. Paris Carroll Hall might have scored one of them, but uh, we, we lost 2-0 at home. Akin Fenwar scored the first one. Oh, well, there we go. There we go. <laughs> and also, also, yeah. Go on. I was going to say also, two former Charlton players played for Wickham that day. Can you name them? Uh, well, Sido Jombati would be one. He's not. Ooh. Scott Brown would be one. Yes. Ooh. Who else has played for Wickham? Who's played for us? Well, it, it was, oh God. For anybody watching, I've just literally got to run and adjust my phone because for some reason my phone's decided it's going to die on me. It's not the most professional, not the most professional episode this week. But you're having a nice tour of the house anyway. But it's uh, lovely, yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. Uh, sorry. Well, yeah, Sido didn't it, play. It, hmm. No, Sido didn't play and it was a loan deal. There's a play, former player on loan. Oh, I'll give you one of his clubs. One of his could former be anybody. clubs. Clue. We've had so many. <laughs> one of his former clubs was Derby. Derby. I don't know. They wouldn't have had. No, they wouldn't have had Richard Keogh. He, he was a he was a substitute that day. Uh, forward. No, you've got me, Tom. Blimey. It's a shocker. I snookered, I snookered the man himself. Absolute <laughs> shocker. <laughs> I hand over my crown, Tom. There you go. <laughs> Nathan Tyson. Oh, Nathan Tyson. Of course. There we go. Yeah. Well, he's played for everybody. I should... <laughs> Probably <laughs> More clubs than Tiger Woods. Um, but yeah. That's it. That was just some couple okay, of stats well. I got you. And I thought we'd finish on that. But uh, thanks again, very much. I said to you earlier, thanks for joining me. I really appreciate it. No problem. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, oh, much before you go, just let everybody know where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at Mark Halliwell1. And uh, you can listen to me wittering on most, uh, most games BBC Radio Gloucestershire on DAB. Um, 104.7 FM or 14.13 AM or on Freeview Channel 735 quite a lot of the time as well 
And uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. And I will be uh, on commentary duty with, with Pete Matthews for the Wickham game on Saturday, which is my first uh, my first game of the season. Yep, same for me as well. First game of the season. I'm sure I'll have a catch up with you and Pete there. Um, yeah, again, mm-hmm. cheers, Mark. Thanks for joining. Okay. I really do appreciate it. And uh, thanks for everybody for watching. Um, it's another episode in the bag. Uh, you know, this season's fully, fully underway. So until next week, come on, you Rollins.